When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. And after a brilliant weekend in London with Progress Wrestling, over the coming days we're going to be talking with the brand new Progress Unified Champion, the brand new Progress Proteus Champion, and one of the breakout stars of the Natural Progression Series, and some would say the biggest rising star on the British scene. Plus we'll be talking about NXT coming to TV. All that coming up on the Pro Wrestling Show. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show, Will Gavin, and I have John Jackson with me as well. There he is, coming in uh, loud and hot. I'm in transit. <laughs> well, you always seem to be in transit while we're doing a show. Where yeah. are you today, John? Well, I'm not in a northern city. I'm not in Los Angeles. I'm in Tooting, South London. <laughs> Where you live. There we go. Fine. <laughs> Um, look, All we, right, mate, don't give it away. Christ. We've got so much. I'll give you a full address out and I'll do it and you, you'll just have to love it and le- deal with it. All right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> look, it, we've had a brilliant last couple of weeks and we haven't really managed to do many shows or put much on YouTube, etc. because we've been away and traveling and in the States and everything else. But what it means is basically over the next couple of weeks, people are getting an absolute content dump of brilliant stuff. <laughs> Please avoid using the word dump when it comes to something positive. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to dump our steaming content all over you. Right, so over the coming days, we've got an exclusive interview with NXT superstar Keith Lee. We have got an exclusive interview with, spoiler alert for the next couple, the brand new Progress Unified champion, Eddie Dennis. We'll be talking NXT UK with him as well, of course. We'll have an interview with the new Proteus champion, Paul Robinson. Lovely bird song in the background as I'm doing this. I'm enjoying that thoroughly, John. <laughs> and that's, mate, that's, that's, what you, that's what you get from this podcast. It's, you know, tooting gets a bad rap, but you know what? There are nice bits of common. Uh, you will hear probably some sirens in a minute as well. It all balances out. <laughs> um, it all balances out. 
and we'll be speaking with Tom Dawkins, a.k.a. Cara Noir. He joined us in the studio for half an hour yesterday evening. So that's all coming up over the coming days. Because everyone stayed with us for like half an hour, 45 minutes, we can't just do one like four-hour-long podcast. Plus, we haven't even done our reaction stuff from AEW, where I spoke with SCU <laughs> for 15 minutes. So we've got loads and know, loads coming over the coming days. John's going to be spending an inordinate amount of time with me, whether he likes it or not. And so that's why right now we're apart and he's going to the gym to work off some of that <laughs> frustration in advance. I'm actually working off some of the two and a half weeks in America, uh, as you would know. I mean, we went to All Out, didn't we? And I don't actually think we went All Out. We didn't, we didn't pig ourselves. We were actually quite restrained compared to Royal Rumble 2017. There's that siren, by the way. <laughs> you made promises and you delivered. That's what I like about you, John. <laughs> Well, the thing is about Tooting, Will, is that there is one of London's most esteemed and busiest hospitals there. So, bear bear with me one second. (laughs) This is the thing about being busy, is that I'm having to do things while I walk somewhere else. That's, That's... It's not how I wanted my life to pan out, you know? Um, Look, I think we're going to kick things off. We've got all these great interviews coming over the coming days. If you want to hear the Keith Lee interview now, it's actually already up on our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash pro wrestling show. Um, But you you can go there and you can check that out now. Oh, my God, what's that noise? Uh, What I've done now is I've decided to take you off the headphones and put you on the phone because I think it's probably got a better noise cancellation, no? Uh, probably not. No, it's a lot more no. traffic noise now. <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> God. Oh, we nearly got the sound of a woman getting run over there. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. In... Oh, it's a. Me- oh, that's fine. Right. Okay. I should probably edit all of that out, but I won't. So people will enjoy it and deal with it. Um, <laughs> At least we're real, Will. At least yeah. we keep it real. Yeah. Exactly. So I'll be away from a road in a second. Keith Lee is available now. You can check that out on YouTube and we will have that in podcast form coming for you. We will. I think we'll go back and do an all-out review as we build up to AEW TV. Plus, Al has got a really big exclusive interview coming this Friday that's AEW-related that will tie in together with the SCU interview in a little AEW special next week. So, what, two weeks away from that debuting on TV now? Um, we'll also have coming up for you all the reaction from this weekend's Progress show, at Ali Pally, those three interviews there. So, you know, there's going to be a good four or five podcasts coming out over the next 10 days or so. So... Do keep an eye on the feed, keep an eye on the YouTube channel, on Twitter, where we'll be putting lots of videos up. Content galore, Johnny. Content galore. It's, it's, it's particularly good if you're going on a long journey, because, you know, you can download all of them, save them, and then binge on them, you know? Or, or you know... Why d- not, why d- not binge, on, binge on our dump, is what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, God, you're the worst. Absolute worst. Um, so oh, today, because we chatted to Eddie Dennis for a solid 45 minutes, we're going to stick with this as our, as our first interview we're releasing. So um, have, a, have a listen. It's going to be fascinating. We talk about it was a big theme this past weekend with some of these scenes over recent weeks and months of shows not selling out necessarily up and down the country of <laughs> honestly i'm convinced you're at home and you're just playing like traffic effects off i'm not keyboard. do you want to know what i've actually i've actually just seen a charity collector that i uh, spoke to for a good 10 minutes yesterday before completely mugging her off and she's just come over to me and waved and i'm like oh god uh luckily you're doing a podcast so yeah. um i'm a very charitable guy just anyone listening I, I already give to too many charities is the, is the problem oh yeah oh yeah you can give to too many that's a thing um yeah. 
yeah, get rid of those chuggers and let's carry on with the show. Um, so, yeah, I've completely lost track of where I was. Oh, Eddie Dennis. So there's, there's been this kind of ongoing conversation about the, the quote-unquote death of Britress. And I think, John, honestly... Mate, I'm, wa- I'm walking down a different road now. Hang on. So I've just walked into a school trip. Oh. Hang on. I'm walking off the main road now, right there. I'd have rather done this in the gym while you were on the... The travelator, or what do you do in the no. gym? I wouldn't know. The travelator. <laughs> yeah, what I do when I'm in the gym is I recreate the '90s TV show uh, Gladiators, <laughs> just like on a travelator. Right, I'm walking off the main road now, so all that noise will dissipate. Some people are going to be annoyed and frustrated about this opening. I think it's the best we've ever done to a show. Um, hey, look, at least you've got the vibe of South London. Right. The rumours of the death of Britress, which I think have been greatly overstated, particularly if you saw the Natural Progression series this past Sunday. Um, you know, Veit Muller, Gene Money, Cara Noir, The Ojmo, uh, Danny Duggan, Scott... Um, uh, who else was in it? I've tried... Scotty Davis. I'm going to do Scott. this. It's just Scott. Just <laughs> hashtag just Scott. Um, but everyone had a fantastic showing over the weekend. Uh, the... Oh, uh, Dan Maloney. I'm definitely forgetting at least one person. But There is one, isn't there? I what, can't think of the other one is. What was fantastic was that it was an unbelievable weekend uh, at the Natural Progression Series. On the Saturday, there were wrestlers who have been with Progress since Chapters 3, Chapter 6, going right back to the beginning, who were talking about it as one of the best Camden shows they've ever seen. And the decision to move to it being a, a, a full-time, one-day event, I think, is, is, is absolutely brilliant. Malik, how can I forget Malik? The brilliant Malik who came on our show. <laughs> the guy you chatted to, the chatted to for most of the, uh, the most pro- of Sunday at Alexandria Palace as well. The Proteus Rumble. Now I feel dreadful. Um, and look, you know, Malik, someone who went out in the first round but got a please come back chant because of how good his performance was. The decision to kind of include guys like Danny Duggan immediately in long-term storytelling in the way that we've already seen Ojmo doing so. It was a great show that showed the great young talent coming through. And we talk about that with Eddie Dennis. And then also the fact that on Sunday, we got Eddie Dennis winning the Progress Unified Championship. The first time he's held the top singles title in progress wrestling and doing so in a way that I think John genuinely surprised everyone in his way. He, the way he interfered with the main event between Volta and David Starr. Absolutely. And I think it's been a long time. We we, we all like an actual genuine surprise as opposed to one of those ones where you've read online that so-and-so is backstage type thing. And uh, you'll hear what he, he says about the lengths he went to to not be seen and, and not sort of let the cat out of the bag. But, yeah, to have a genuine surprise like that. I mean, I was so surprised that I was actually indulging in some vegan chicken nuggets at the time. Uh, heard his music and had to run back into the arena. I thought I was safe for a minute. I was like, well, this match will go on for a while. And, of course, at one moment I chose to go and stuff my face. All hell broke loose. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was nice to have a genuine surprise. And, I, I, I mean... A lot of people claim that, oh, yeah, no, I thought that might happen. But I think on this occasion, more than most, they're lying. So let's hear from the new Progress Unified champion, WWE NXT UK superstar, Eddie Dennis. Delighted to have in the studio with us the brand new Progress champion, Eddie Dennis, is with us. How are we doing, Eddie? Yeah, pretty good. I've had worse weeks, that's for sure. <laughs> we we kind of we chatted a little bit on Sunday after the show when when you came up immediately afterwards, but with a few days to reflect on 
Sunday night. How are you feeling about the whole, how the whole reveal went and the reaction and everything? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, I was pretty stressed in the weeks and days and hours leading up to it because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different opinions and how you're going to put something like that together. Um, but in the end, the way the way it played out wasn't exactly how I'd envisaged it, but it was really close to how I'd envisaged it. And I was pretty happy with everything. I think some of the adjustments that we made on the day probably added to it. So. Yeah, I was really, I was really satisfied with it. Um, as I said, I think I said on the on, on the brief interview that we did on the day, I've sort of uh, given up guessing which way the audience is going to react and just hope for a reaction. And it was pretty, it was pretty loud in mm-hmm. there. People were reacting. So if they're reacting with cheers or they're reacting with booze, worries me less than just that they're reacting. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I do think that's key. And actually, it's funny because we've just had. Tom in Cara Noir and I'd almost forgotten about what a surprise that had been earlier in the night because the joy of wrestling is when you even with how smart smartened up people are nowadays and with all the stuff on the internet and everything else it's when you get something that is a genuine I think I heard one person afterwards claim I had thought to myself what about that contracting he'd had but yeah, honestly I, I, I was bought in hook line and sinker I mean we tried to we did everything in our power to make it a legitimate surprise like to a point of I didn't tell anyone you know like I had friends who came to watch the show who I got guest list for who I had to tell them I am appearing on the show I'm not advertised on the, they're not like diehard wrestling mm-hmm. fans so they would have never guessed it from my description but I was like I am appearing on the show um, I'm not scheduled to appear please don't have conversations about me in the audience and they didn't really understand and I was like it's a surprise if if someone who follows the product overhears you having a discussion about me it'll filter through the audience and it'll absolutely ruin the moment do you know what I mean my my, my girlfriend and my girlfriend's mum came and like I told them don't wear don't wear my shirt because you know there are fans out there who know what my girlfriend looks like and if they see her in the crowd that's bad enough if they see her in a crowd wearing my shirt then all of a sudden People start hold on putting things together. He, yeah. yeah, and you just you just want it to be that that shock. What was really cool is I ran um I ran a wrestling class with Wednesday. I ran a wrestling class yesterday at Knuckle Ox's gym in uh, Brixton, and one of the trainees, so he's like in the industry, um, came up to me, and a few months ago I'd ran a. Um, like uh, very best of Eddie Dennis night. I saw in, that. Yeah, the uh, pizza. Yeah, thing. in yeah. the pizza place in Lost Boys Pizza, and it was really low key. It was like this tiny little room that fits twenty people. So there's like twenty people in this room watching um, like five matches that had been voted by the fans. Oh, the best of Attack Pro Wrestling. That's what it was. Sorry. Um, so you know, he could put himself over the best of Eddie. <laughs> yeah, Dennis. I mean, I was heavily <laughs> featured. Pretty much one in the same. Nah, I'm joking. I think I had one match. But anyway, um, so we we had this evening and then at the end of it I did a and a and someone had asked there was 20 people in this room you know this tiny little room uh, and someone had asked about had I thought about when I was going to cash in when I was going to return to the indies had I started thinking about stuff like this so this is months ago um, and I told even though there's only 20 people in there I was like I've got to be honest, I really don't think I'm coming back to the independents because 
I've had two major surgeries in the last sort of two years. I want to protect my body. I want as much longevity in the WWE as possible. So uh, it saddens me that the narrative that I had in my mind for me and Mark and this contract can't play out. But I, I need to look after myself. So I, I just don't think that story will ever will ever actually be told. And he was in the room. So he was in that room that day. So he said that, like, he thought he would have sussed it out. But that, he just figured that, that there's 20 people in a room and I'm just doing a Q&A and I'm completely honest about everything as a rule of thumb in wrestling. So that totally, totally threw him off the scent. Do you know what I mean? Love that. And he just had no idea. And then when I came out, he's like, I can't believe it. He lied to 20 people in a pizza place in London. <laughs> like, but that's, you know... That's the level. Nowadays, I think there is a, a time and a place for a little bit of kayfabe. Yeah. And everyone wants wants to feel that. that. And I think that's the balance. In this world where we can sit here and have a conversation where you're not playing a villainous guy that's just done, but you are just being Eddie Dennis, the, the kind of, the, the man. Yeah. That's fine. But I know that you can, in fact, the... Uh, <laughs> This is a conversation we had with uh, Volta recently. We came and interviewed him before he won the title off Trav at Progress. Came and did it in that weird upstairs little interview room yeah. in Camden. And he said then, I've had brief conversations with William Regal, but it's not going anywhere. Da -da -da -da. I spoke to him after he'd signed and he just went, oh yeah, I lied to you. <laughs> and, like, he's just very forward about so it. Blood, and it's just it? like, yeah, it's just, oh yeah, I lied to you. Straight That's up. fine. Like, we don't, yeah. like, as, as a fan, I'd still want to be able to buy into it in that way. Because for those who didn't see it, you kind of, you... You took Jim's place, you did a brilliant job of, of emceeing the night, and then at the end you retired from the indies. I filmed the whole thing and mm. was like, I bought in. Oh, we I'd, fell for it. Yeah. I, I, pretending I, I was like, at the end, it. we were kind of like, I kind of want to go and shake his hand as he walks around, but we were on the balcony, so couldn't really get away with it. Um, yeah, uh, hook, line and sinker. But like then we talked, we talked on Sunday about how you didn't take public transport, you got a car. And then yeah. in the lift just now, because uh, Eddie released a T-shirt the day after, you know, like the celebratory T-shirt, and he couldn't even tell the T-shirt guy. Because yeah, <laughs> obviously so if he told people. So the T-shirt guy, I know a lot of people, someone even posted, um, someone was like, how come you didn't have a, a Progress Unified title T-shirt to sell on the day like Walter did when Walter beat Trav? And the truth was, I didn't want to tell the T-shirt designer that I was going to win because I didn't want it to get out that I was going to be involved. So I'd had that design made months and months and months ago without the Progress Unified Champion bit written on the bottom. And then after I won on Sunday, <laughs> I sent him a message and I was like, dude, you need to do me a favor. You've got to adjust that design that you did for me, right? Progress Unified Champion. It just so happens the guy was like a really sweet dude and, and did it overnight on Sunday and sent it to me on the Monday morning so I could still put it up for pre-order on Monday while the buzz was high, you know? But um, yeah, that's the levels that you go to. You know, you can't even trust this person who's fully within the industry and designing T-shirts from you. Not that this guy's like particularly untrustworthy. You just the more people that know, mm -hmm. it's the same with with anything, right? The more people that know, the more likely it is to get out. And I've realised that working with the WWE, for example, you'll be a you would be amazed how few people know about big surprises when they're going to do big surprises. You know, even people who work for the company, you'd be amazed at how few people know something like Cesaro before it gets announced on social media. 
for the last takeover. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed how few people knew about Fergal at, at, at Blackpool. Do you know what I mean? You'd think that like people within the like within the organisation at least, but even then, they try and limit how far things can get out. And you understand why? Because it's not that it's not that people are leaks, right? It's just that one person tells one person who tells one person who tells three and then it's gone man then it's like then it's then it's viral because by the time you get three off like, like let's say you get three degrees of separation all of a sudden there isn't that emotional attachment to the person who confided in you so then they just leak it right so like i can tell my girlfriend because she understands that it can't go anywhere but I can't tell someone but if she did tell her friend it's not that her friend's a bad yeah. person but that level of emotional attachment or understanding of how important it is just isn't there with her friend as what it is with with Liana for example so she ends up telling her mum and dad and her dad says it in work and there happens to be a wrestling fan in work and he didn't realise and then boom, it's on the bloody Dave Meltzer's report or whatever it is and <laughs> ruins wrestling for everyone. Bloke obviously doesn't like professional wrestling because he's desperate to ruin it for everyone, isn't he? I think, for me, it's like a balance though because you've got that and then at the other end you've got people uh, like Mr... Uh, well, I, I almost don't want to name him but the man we know <laughs> is Jim uh, who goes so far the other way with it. He goes like, anything that's not kayfabe is ruining wrestling. Like, yeah, just right. something as simple as a wrestler having their own name as their Twitter handle. He's like, no. Nope. Uh, yeah, it's, can't do it. It's yeah, not the cornet way. It's hilarious. I right? just realised by saying Jim, people thought I might have meant Smallman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> people get, um, people sort of, they just, yeah, it's it's one of two extremes rather than just being common sense. Do you know what I mean? Like there was such a, the, people were up in arms because Jordan Grace called it performance art, right? That's crazy. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who does? I mean, I care, but the label in the right way. Whoever it's, yeah. I mean, I care. I care a lot about wrestling, but the label of whether it's called performance art or called a sport, I don't see why that's the most significant element of. What's been the reaction to those who haven't been as positive about it? Because there has been, I think, a, a small backlash, but there's been a few people on Twitter, the usual kind of same Brit rest is dead types who are going, yeah, well, that's you know rubbish yeah. ending to a great show and I thought I mean I, I so <laughs> my my social media was inundated with positive stuff because as a rule I don't really sort of like spend hours scrolling through a hashtag I tend to just look through my mentions you're not vanity searching no I mean I used to vanity search a lot and I don't think it's good for your health as a professional wrestler like genuinely um, so I tend to just look through my mentions because there's a lot of people who are like congratulating you there who you have like not enough of a relationship with to be like to have their phone number or be like a friend on your personal social media account but you have interacted with them at a merchandise table you would recognise them if they approached you at a show so I feel rude if I don't respond to that congratulations personally because the only medium that they can congratulate you is through this through this social media you know what I mean so I try I, I want to respond to those people so mine felt super 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 positive and then I just 
all I would read was the occasional thing of where one person would say like um, I'm hearing loads of negative things about the end of the progress show on Sunday I personally thought it was great and then like 60 people agreeing with them so I hear in <laughs> that like there's loads of people who are unhappy but actually not seeing any of those people that are unhappy with it I mean I hope that if obviously selfishly you kind of hope that if negativity lies it lies because they're angry that it's another WWE signed guy who's got the belt rather than they're angry that it's me personally yeah <laughs> that's, that's, it can't be about the story that's it. been yeah, told the over story, the last right? two years because take out so. say, say NXT UK didn't exist and you've done exactly the same story through your injuries through Wembley through to this including the kind of reunion at yeah, Super Strong wicked. style it, that's a like and it's been a story influenced obviously by your injuries but it's been a strong piece of storytelling yeah. so they can't be negative it must only be this nonsense kind of backlash which I know I'm saying nonsense I'm sat in front of you but honestly sat here we said it before with Tom earlier that's a prime example of someone who has had more opportunity because more opportunity has been created over the last two years yeah of course and you know the industry is changing and, and we've experienced it in the United Kingdom probably more than anywhere else in the world because we were the hotbed for unsigned independent professional wrestling because we were the only wrestling hub which didn't have contracted options. So if there's three wrestling hubs, if there's North America, say there's four wrestling hubs, North America, South America, Japan and the UK slash a little bit of Europe, obviously with WXW and things like that. We're the only one. We were the one which didn't have any contracted opportunities. So obviously when contracted opportunities came to our island, it affected our scene more than anywhere else because there's all, always been contracted opportunities in the United States and there's always been contracted opportunities in South America and there's always been contracted opportunities in, in Japan. We've never had it. So as far as people who live in the UK, there's never been exclusivity for, or not for a long time, not my entire lifetime, you know? Um, there's never been any exclusivity. So people, you could watch your favourite wrestler in a, you know a barn in Manchester or an arena in London and you you know they, they would literally be in a tiny hall on Thursday night and then a, a giant hall on Sunday night yeah. you know um, and that, that was a beautiful time and it was really really wicked but it, it's changed now and it's evolved and not necessarily for the worst or for the better it's just it's just evolved and um and, and as you say, ultimately, there's this. There has been a huge, huge um, group of talent that have become contracted to various places, which has led them to be more exclusive. Although not entirely exclusive for the most part, but more exclusive. But that's just opened up opportunities for people who were getting frustrated beneath them, because a couple of years ago when. When we when I do a seminar or something, when we were at like the the peak of independent wrestling in the UK, let's say, um, <clears throat> say maybe two years ago or something like that, where you know it was as hot as it was gonna be, but the NXT UK thing hadn't really happened yet. Maybe the World of Sport thing hadn't really kicked off yet. There weren't necessarily people like 
Marty getting snapped up by by Ring of Honor, and you know maybe Saber had done the Noah tour, but that's kind of it. You know, Will had just started maybe thinking about best of the Super Juniors and stuff. So it was a real, real, real hot time for um, independent wrestling in the UK. I've completely lost my train of thought. Of where <laughs> I was going to go you, with that. You're talking about where you were when you you had a seminar. You ran a seminar at that. Oh, point. I ran a seminar and. One thing that people would ask, because it was hot right then, right? It was really, really, really hot. People would ask, um, what's different about getting into the scene now than when you guys got into the scene? And I would always tell them, I'd be like, honestly, I think you guys have it so much harder. Because when I broke into the scene, the scene was rubbish. So if you were a trainee... It was really easy to break out onto shows because shows were garbage. So as soon as you got halfway about, do you know what I mean? As soon as you got a little bit of something about you, you could get onto shows. There was nobody wrestling. Well, there was a handful of guys who were doing camps and stuff who were, or maybe owned a ring who were wrestling full time. But they were really, really, really thin on the ground. The vast, vast, vast majority of people in the UK were wrestling on the weekends and had a a weekday job you know um, and as a result of that the people who were wrestling up north were only wrestling up north and the people who were wrestling down south were only wrestling down south and the people who were wrestling in Wales were wrestling in Wales people who were wrestling in the Midlands were wrestling in the Midlands so there wasn't this group of really over really popular really polished talent who basically are going all around the country taking all of the bookings because they're wrestling full time like there was a couple of years ago so there was loads of opportunity for people who were just breaking in to come through the scene and a couple of years ago before that sort of um, mass sign up if you like I can understand why fans loved it because the cards were incredible but Imagine being a trainee and you look every show in the country had pretty much the same roster. You know what I mean? And it was it was a good roster too, you know? It was a really good roster. And if you're a trainee who's been doing it for a year or two years, I could see how you'd look at a progress card three years ago and a, an attack card three years ago and a fight club card three years ago and a, a chaos card and a PCW card and a Southside card and think, how am I ever going to get on these shows? It's just full of absolute, you know, really like polished acts, whatever their acts were, ICW card, you know, really polished acts. How am I going to get onto these shows? Well, now a lord of those polished acts can't wrestle everywhere anymore. They can only wrestle in select places. So now there's these holes to fill. And in the last year, you've seen a promotion like Attack, which is basically built around me, Pete, Mark, Hitch, Gav, um, Chris Brooks, Mike Bird, these people. Now, all of a sudden, there's heaps of opportunities there. And you're seeing guys like Nico Angelo, who, you know, started training at Dragon Pro maybe a couple of years ago, getting an opportunity to have these breakout matches against Speedball Mike Bailey. Whereas before, if, if Bailey was brought in for a match at Attack, he'd be wrestling one of those... One of those upper echelon guys, do you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. And Nico would be doing ring crew, probably. And, and, and you know, I, I think as much as you know, I don't want to focus too much on it. I think it's that the idea of the big bad corporation that people had a problem with because you're not hearing people say. 
you know, when people get angry at Ring of Honor for signing Marty or for signing uh, Mark or yeah. Martina, or you're not hearing people being angry at New Japan because Will's moved there full time. Yeah. But I think if you went to that, even if you're someone who's a more casual indie fan in this country, so you're not going to a Schadenfreude and Friends show necessarily, but you're just going to progress shows. If you were at Natural Progression on Saturday, there was nothing on that card that didn't make you go, oh, the future's bright. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. These guys aren't... It's it's not like the the quality of the shows with regards to the wrestling has gone down. They're just lesser-known names. But Karen was as good a wrestler as any of the people who are signed, you know? Probably better than most of us. He's, he's exceptional, you know? And there's... There's a lot more than just Kara, too. Pretty much that entire... You look at that entire natural progression. Malik's wicked. Danny Duggan's wicked. Scotty Davis is wicked. Gene is like this really cool, flamboyant character who's got his act dialed. Dan obviously spent a time in, in WWE, but now he's he's sort of like entirely independent again. He's... And you forget how young he is as well. Yeah, he's like just 20, a bit, 21. Yeah, something. he's just still mad. just a baby. He's an absolute, absolute killer, you know. I'm sure I've forgotten someone who was on the... Hold on, I'm trying to remember who got now. through the eight. Uh, oh, Michael. <laughs> I forgot OJMO. Yeah, you know I was going to say. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll let him know because he's not the sort of person to... Yeah, you know. the most breakout year ever. <laughs> like, he's... OJMO is hard... You're hard to find a better example of someone who's benefited from people becoming contracted than the OJMO because I fail to believe this isn't a knock on OJMO because I think he's absolutely phenomenal like a phenomenal wrestler but if NXT UK hadn't made talent more exclusive you, nobody could tell me that Andy Quilden would have chosen the OJMO to wrestle Pack in the cockpit or to wrestle um, alongside was, this is the one for me tag partner for Jushin Thunder Liger on his last <laughs> ever British show. You know what I mean? There's there's, <laughs> there's no way he would have got those nods over some of the more established guys. But those established guys aren't available, so here's your chance, kid. And he absolutely smashes it, has incredible matches with all of these people. Um, and, yeah, that, that that's, that's as a result <laughs> of these... Um, these bigger companies sort of making people exclusive. Not to mention the vast majority of these people who've been made exclusive have spent the last decade breaking their backs trying to build this scene, myself included. And we and did shoulders yeah, and, yeah, and knees. We did, and, and we did deserve a bit of a financial payoff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that there's there's so many people in the country who've worked hard enough to deserve to be able to pay their mortgage off professional uh, yeah. wrestling uh, now, you know? Honestly, the thing that still blows my mind, we were out in... We, I, I missed Cardiff because we'd already booked to go to Chicago for, for oh, AEW before that sweet. got announced, which is great. But seeing Jimmy Havoc talking about yeah, it's quite nice earning enough money to like 
have my own place and be like that. And it's like for someone who's mm. put their body through what he has for of ten course. plus years, you're like, if he didn't spend so much money thing. on beer, then <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, could probably afford quite a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that Triple H said uh, when he spoke to Alex on, a, on the sort of WWE conference call is that he sees NXT and NXT UK as being sort of something uh, quite parallel, where the, the talent can can move across. I think Tony Storm was was what someone was asking <coughs> whether she is now with NXT <coughs> rather than NXT UK. Uh, is is there any plan for you to to go over and, and do be part of these new live shows that they're doing as of this week? None that I'm aware of for myself personally. Obviously, I'd be more than up for it if the <laughs> opportunity presented itself. I think it's something which is going to uh, evolve as the weeks and months pass. So ultimately from, I mean, I think we have the second hour of NXT for the next two weeks going out live on the network but then after that obviously NXT is not going to be live on the network it's only going to be on USA and it'll come onto the network on a on a delay I guess as soon as Smackdown goes live on Fox on Fridays 2 or 5 is no longer going to be streaming live on the network or, or existing for that matter so all of a sudden we're actually NXT UK is actually the one weekly exclusive WWE Network in-ring product, original in-ring product, you know. So that puts more pressure on us to deliver a wicked product. It gives, obviously, us more opportunities because now all of a sudden, I, I think that I think that you'd be... Yes, the, the pay-per-views are probably their biggest draw, but I would say that the network has... Uh, I would say that NXT has driven a lot of subscription to the network so now that kind of falls onto our shoulders and obviously with the American NXT going to two hours they've previously ran with that roster on one hour so they've got to fill double the amount of television so presumably there's going to be opportunities for people to to, to go up there just like get involved out sort of, of Florida yeah really. got just sort of just the same way as you know your, your heroes and your wolves have, have come over onto our brand you know uh, and your, your your ears as well so I think that that kind of cross pollination will definitely be something that happens in the, the coming months and years mm. and yeah hopefully you know lots of us get the opportunity to go over there there's a heap of people who who wrestle on that brand who I wrestled on the independents who I'd love to wrestle again um, like Dijak Riddle Lee all those guys I wrestled on the independent champ I wrestled on the indies like all these people I wrestled on the indies I'd love an opportunity to to, to work with them again on the the platform of the WWE um, and as long as as long as I can stay healthy for a year, <laughs> I see no reason why that couldn't happen. <laughs> this is the thing: we've been quite soapboxy so far. We've not really—it's been very kind of you know banging the table and, and trying to prove a point. But kind of on on that for you personally, I, I mentioned that the injuries is something you said on Sunday had been weirdly fortunate, even though not. Yeah, bizarre. Um, but for you now, going forwards. To be clear, it's progress and WWE, and that's it for you for now? That's it for now. Um, when I did the farewell speech at Progress, I saw a lot of websites reporting that Eddie Dennis did a retirement speech from the Indies. And I was like, I didn't. I retired from Progress. 
I did, I mean, I did, I left the defend indie wrestling flag in the ring and I said I loved independent wrestling rather than progress wrestling. So I understand how people interpreted it that way. But I, I never really outwardly said that I wasn't, um, that, that I wasn't going to wrestle on any independents. As far as independent promotions go, those that have contacted me in the last sort of weeks and months, I have sort of told them I'm just not taking any dates at the moment. I want to get healthy. I want to get back into the swing of things with television. And then once I've got a couple of TV tapings under my belt and I'm feeling a little bit more confident, then maybe, maybe in 2020 I'll take stuff. But I want to be really selective with it. Um, obviously, I'll. The other thing is, I want to be able to prioritize progress at least while I have this this belt. You know, I want to be able to do every single progress event. And I realize that might not be possible if I'm asked to go out to Florida for two or three weeks with the WWE, um, or if you know one of their events clashes with a television taping over here. But so long as things don't clash. Um, I would love to to be able to sort of commit to being on as many, if not all, of the progress shows um, while I'm the while I'm the champion, and that becomes trickier the more other independent stuff you take. But it's like a never say never type thing. Um, I I do uh, like a general manager gimmick at Pro Wrestling Chaos down in Bristol, and I do the commentary there. They've already announced that they're finishing up in February, so I'll certainly stay with them doing that job which is a non-wrestling job but i am a on-screen character if you like until february um and and then i guess the only other one is attack is attack will always be home mm-hmm. so understandably so they'll as and when if something felt right for attack i might do something but i don't want to be involved in like a concurrent storyline within Attack where there's an expectation for me to be on every show but if it was like a spot appearance I wouldn't mind doing that but that's kind of the kind of the limit I think with the progress stuff you've been so ingrained from what chapter 6 I think it was you said yeah, the other day and, and yeah. you know right through the FSU stuff and all the stuff with Mark and Tag yeah. Champs and, and up to Wembley that phenomenal match you had there what do you when you have a surprise, something like we did on Sunday, it kind of leaves the story entirely open to you. Yeah. So have you got in mind how you'd like to take that belt forward over the next however long you end up having it for? Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain guys who I'd like to defend it against. There's little narratives in my head. Um, for me, probably until I leave progress and ultimately probably independence altogether the most important narrative for me is the narrative of mark so now obviously we're sort of like this this vicious duo together ruling over progress with the belt and stuff so i just want everything to fit in with mine and mark's narrative so in spite of the fact that i have the singles belt i imagine and like the idea of doing some tags um, with Mark and you know challenges for the progress title, so there's a couple of couple of those that I think would be cool. Um, it's also feeding off that idea you were saying earlier. Opportunities have opened up for guys. You know, of course, it would be great to see you go against some of those guys you've had feuds with in the past. And but there's lots of opportunity for that in NXT UK and NXT. Yeah, any, I mean, I I think I said this on um, on Sunday. 
and it certainly holds true that anyone who's contracted to NXT or to the WWE piques my interest a little less at progress just because we've got quite a tight roster so and we run weekly television so I imagine by the end of 2020 I will have wrestled most of those guys on NXT UK television Um, so there's less there's less of an appeal of of wrestling those guys and more of an appeal of wrestling the guys who I won't get to wrestle on NXT UK at least for now so you know a car as a prime example the OJMO is a prime example obviously I'd like to uh, run something with David following Sunday um, Connor Mills I think could have a great year if he's given the the opportunities that I think that he deserves Um even someone like Gene, you know, like I could see Gene doing like he I he told me, I'm not sure if I meant to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Give we'll, me, we'll check with him afterwards. Give, we'll send him a message. All the best Gene. stories start give, with this line. Give you, oh, it's not that exciting. <laughs> okay. Um, Apart from this. I'll give you the I'll give you the scoop. He he was talking I think he was talking to, to Progress about like what they could do with him going forward. And he said that um he'd like to see himself as like building into like a progress is equivalent of Grado, you know, like a lovable character that ultimately is so popular that it becomes quite a serious character, you know, just because he's loved so much. So someone like that to me screams an opportunity yeah. to do a cool program with. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm biased. Any of the guys who are regulars at my training in, um, in Knucklehocks in Brixton on a Tuesday night. Um, I ran a couple of sessions over the summer in Hassel, up in Enfield. Any of those guys who've come and worked with me, I'm, I'm going to want to work with with them if I can. Um, there's a whole bunch. I'd love to work with Spike, but obviously he's he's sort of a, a heel so it doesn't really and, and managed to break his arm on Sunday yeah, which we were saying actually from, from like Danny's perspective mm. and the story they're telling might end up working really nicely for them because yeah. he's such a good talker that I tried to tell him can... that I, I tried to send him a message to be like hey look at me you know I hate to be I hate to sort of blow my own trumpet but an injury isn't an injury doesn't have to be a negative you know it can definitely work as a positive you just got to get creative about it mm-hmm. you can just make narratives which a promoter might want to rush through in in six weeks last for six months so you you know you just got to be smart and make yourself invaluable in other aspects and Spike's definitely a character that can do that you know um, he's a great promo he's a great talker he's got a really 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 good idea of what his character is you know, well-defined, rounded character. Um, so there's any number of things that he can do on all of the shows he's on, you know. I think he holds the title up in North. Mm-hmm. I think he's the number one contender down in Brighton in Riptide. And obviously he's in, uh, you know, a, a pretty hot programme at uh, Progress. He's another one you were saying about OJMO earlier. He's another one who's just, that opportunity has opened up and he's just yeah. grabbed it with both hands. It's brilliant to see. Of course, yeah. So I think that, in all of those places this doesn't need to be a negative you know they've just got to be clever about how they book it so that it just builds anticipation for an eventual match I know that there's a big anticipation for him and Chuck to wrestle down in Riptide 
and I think the plan was maybe to do it in October and they're not going to be able to do it now but when they will do it they'll just anticipate it even more you know that's how it's, it's how rest, it's not just how wrestling works how all sport works right it's how as long as you don't get to kind of a Pacquiao Mayweather point where it happens <laughs> five years too late yeah like, so you've just got to I mean that should <laughs> I mean it does it does happen in wrestling you can think of a few examples but Undertaker Goldberg yeah I mean <laughs> I don't think there was that. ever I think the appeal was always Undertaker Sting right but yeah yeah that, well, but they did it once in WCW or something they can like, you know they you, you can uh, you can wait too long but too long in pro wrestling is a long time. <laughs> yeah. you know We're talking mean? about it's only too long like because their bodies don't work time. anymore. Yeah. It's, that's why it's too long. You it's know. not because of anything to do with who Pacquiao they are Mayweather or the story was too saying. long, but it wasn't that much too long. Like, it was still pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Um, like, Chuck Liddell against Vandalay Silver in UFC was too long, but it wasn't, like, too long. To, the, the fight still ruled. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it you're was, not wrong. It was, it was a little bit too long, but it wasn't, it wasn't ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? It still did great pay-per-view numbers and it was still super entertaining. Um, yeah ideally you want it to be as long as Hogan Rock right where it's like the the guy can still go so it's still wicked but it's long enough that it's an absolute fever pitch to see it uh, as long as if tables are involved they actually break then yeah. I rewatched uh, the uh, the match from Wembley I, um, I, did I forgot before, about the table I, I did before we chatted to when we had Mark and uh, and Flash on when we went up to the Coventry show I rewatched it then that was the first time I'd watched it since seeing it live uh-huh. and it was still brilliant but yeah. I just I, I mean felt- it's just a shame that um, so obvious obviously <laughs> In, in an ideal world all those tables break we run through what we had planned we get to do the last spot which no one ever saw and it's it's spectacular and car crash television and and really good stuff and it, it didn't really go that way because uh, obviously they didn't cooperate what's sad about it is if you don't look at it as a wrestling fan who understands that all of those are blown spots because the table should be breaking, it looks like two guys really trying to hurt each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because these things aren't breaking and we're just doesn't mean it doesn't we're hurt. just throwing each other harder at things to try and force them to break and we're climbing up higher ladders because hopefully this ladder will break it. <laughs> um, we're just like escalating it. And it's kind of cool the way we escalated up to a crescendo, right, where the final one actually breaks. But because wrestling fans sort of understand what it was planned to be, we get it was five blown spots and one spot that went the way it should have, rather than it was they tried and they tried and they tried and they tried and then the most dangerous thing that they did in the whole match finally broke one. Yeah. Um, I thought it worked. I, I like that I when, when you left when you left the ring that you, you did take it out on a few of the tables. <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't on the actual wood, it was on the, the that was metal genu- support. That was genuine frustration. <laughs> so I'm like a pretty chill person but um, I get I get kind of angry when pro wrestling mm. doesn't go doesn't go the way it's supposed to go you know and uh, I got back <laughs> so melodramatic I look back and it's so embarrassed you know but I got backstage and I threw the contract across the backstage area <laughs> and I was like it's fucking ruined 12 months of storytelling best story of my life best promos of my life stupid tables didn't break I'm like 
kick it off and people are coming it was, up to I, me I, and I, being like, you. it was still great, it was still great. I'm like, it wasn't great, it was terrible. It looked like, furious and stuff. Fire to the table. In, yeah. in the room with my fan head on rather than the, the report, the interviewer, etc. head on, I still really enjoyed it and it was kind of the perfect build towards that final match we, we as well. Were sat with, uh, and I, we were sat with Keila Kelly and who else? Oh, Isla Dawn. Yeah, they loved it. So they they were very much team Eddie throughout the night. There yeah. was a lot of chance there was and things. So much, so much. So yeah, I you know I didn't even mean to bring that up. It just kind of happened. But the key thing is is that we go forward. We now have you and Mark's story continue in yeah. some format, and, and we and can have table break. matches against people because we <laughs> like tables don't break when we mm-hmm. get thrown onto them. So we're unbeatable <laughs> in a tables match, aren't we? Have you, have you won the Proteus title? Yeah. That's an easy way yeah. of doing it. Table, like, matches. table matches. <laughs> like we're going to lose those. <laughs> <laughs> we don't go through tables. <laughs> it doesn't Perfect. work. You can throw us off a twenty foot ladder. It's not going to break. <laughs> Um, Eddie, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, and uh, yeah, just we look forward to see what's next. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That was Eddie Dennis, our long conversation in the TalkSport studios. John, uh, like I thought he was absolutely brilliant, honest as usual, you know, gave detailed answers, put over most of the new UK crop. And, and you can't help but come out of that conversation feeling pretty positive about where the independent scene in the UK is right now. Absolutely. And as you said earlier, he's someone that's been there since pretty much the very start of progress. And, you know, as much as he is hanging around, which was a surprise after we were completely fooled by his sort of so-called progress retirement, uh, it's, you know, to have someone who has seen it all in that company be so sort of complimentary to the people that are, are, are sort of, I don't know, taking the torch from some of those people like him and Pete and uh, British Strong Style who are sort of moving on. And well, they're not moving on, but certainly not appearing as often. Um, you know, it's a huge credit to them. And, and look, um, I, I, you know, I, I, when we spoke to, I was just going to say, I think those who are defiant over the, over the, the this idea of the death of Brit Rest because people have signed a full time contract somewhere, 
we've been saying for some time that it offers up opportunities and it's going to take time for people to emerge. Now we've got new stars emerging. And I think it was really interesting what Eddie was saying that actually two years ago, people wouldn't have got chances on shows because basically you'd go to any show up and down the country and you had this glut of guys who had got guys and girls who had gone full time with their wrestling but weren't under a contract anywhere and so they were working every single show so wherever you went you got Eddie Dennis and Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate and Trent Seven and you know Hitch and uh, you know Ginny and Tony Storm and it was the same kind of group of people everywhere which provided great shows but didn't offer up the opportunity to people. And now the good, the, the cream is rising to the top. Those good people are coming through and grabbing those opportunities. And we'll have an interview with Cara Noir, uh, Tom Dawkins coming up in the coming days, which I thought was fascinating. And it'll just give you an idea of exactly where, how those opportunities have arisen for, for guys like him. Absolutely. And the thing is, right, is you look at wrestling fans and wrestling fans as much as half, well, not half, but as much as everything's, going to pot you've got uh, all those people that will sell out the uh the ballroom to go and watch these you know supposed eight unknown not unknown but you know eight developmental up-and-coming people and as eddie dennis got kind of said compared to what was developmental in his day they are actually all more than ready to go most of them very experienced with several years under their belt and would you know pretty much get on any bill back in the day so you know it just shows that the fans are certainly open to these new people it's just a, a, a small minority of people that are saying that everything's dead right you go and get in the gym go and work your glutes or whatever it is you do oh my god literally what are you doing now just, just walking past the building site honestly this is worse than when you went to whatever that What's random right? northern town was you went to <laughs> Warrington. Warrington. Was it Warrington? Yeah, it was. I think it was Warrington. Uh, Jewel of the North. Um, uh, there was a cat. If you want me to try and complete the, uh, complete the soundboard and Absolutely get a cat not. meowing. Absolutely no, fine. I'd like to fine. finish the show and views go to the gym and me to go and edit this, uh, which is right. going to take me about two hours based on your rambling. Um, no, I'd just like to apologise to everyone listening. Next time I won't be walking to the gym. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Genuinely enjoy all the feedback. Please get in touch with us at Pro Wrestle Show. We are trying to do more with the YouTube channel as well, getting videos uploaded there as and when I can get them turned around. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 